Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode. Every person has a story, and some parts of those stories feel too hard to tell. You are listening to If You Only Knew, a mini-series brought to you by the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. On today's show, my friend Heather McFadden joins me and opens up about her struggle with anger. Heather's words today will be an encouragement to anyone struggling with the emotion of anger. And when she explains where this emotion came from, a light bulb just might click in your own head and heart. My hope for you as you listen is that you will not just hear about Heather's struggle with anger, but you will hear the way she began to take baby steps in talking about her struggle, from talking to her husband, to visiting a counselor, to reading books. I hope that is the encouragement for you today, no matter where you are. Here is my friend Heather and her story. Okay, Heather, what is your if you only knew? If people only knew that I yelled at my kids, mm. uh, I'd feel a lot of shame. Yeah. Yeah, that would be it. So, you know, this is, this is, I'm not sitting here going, oh, how could you? Uh, so you're in good company <laughs> with me um, yeah. because this is something that I have struggled with a lot as well. Now, you have four boys. And four boys, was funny. yeah, that was a funny joke. four boys is a lot. <laughs> I have three. And I will tell you this, though, on a side note, I would take four boys over four girls any day. So this is what I yes, hear. this is what I hear. my girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love her. And I'm so happy. And, you know, God does families the way he thinks best. But girls bring drama. But that's a side note. <laughs> but let's talk about this, because was this something that you kind of have for a while? I'm assuming now, since you're telling me on a podcast that you now are okay with talking about it, but what was this like for you when you were afraid to say, Hey, I struggle with being angry with my kids. I think for me, the core of it was um, a wrong belief about anger. So for me, if I look back, I was not an angry person, like growing up teenagers, your teenage years, college, not, I wouldn't say that characterized my growing up years. I have friends that they would say, yeah, I like punched a girl in junior high. That's more their story. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the second or third kid and I started feeling these feelings that were really strong and then like, I'd be pregnant with another kid and have a couple that I couldn't control. Um, and this anger was coming out. I was like, what is this? Oh my gosh, I'm not a good Christian because Christians don't get angry was my wrong belief. Mm. Christians don't get angry. And then people say, well, Jesus got angry. He turned over tables in the temple. And I'm like, I'm not Jesus though. So I don't (laughs) think that I can characterize what my anger as righteous. Mm -hmm. There's something else there. And so it was this, like, I'd see other moms and think, wow, they're just so sweet Mm. all the time. I, how do I, how do I be more sweet? And so I'd stuff it down. I am and I like would, nodding you know, in agreement. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, behind closed doors, there was like this anger that just kept growing. Cause that's the thing about 
hiding these. I love that you're doing this series. The more we hide, Mm -hmm. the more it grows and the more shame happens and the more it becomes about who we are instead of what we're Mm -hmm. doing. So just over time, um, it grew to the point where after my fourth kid, uh, my husband was working all the time. When I say all the time, he would sleep two hours at night. Um, crazy. All the time. Yes. Yeah, it was crazy. And I had four young kids. Like my oldest was six and a half, which is hitting me the realization of how hard that was. Now that my youngest is almost mm. six, I was thinking, oh my goodness, what was, oh, that is a lot. That's a lot of wonder, babies was, in six years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I had a little bit of an anxiety attack day, like where I flipped out in the drive through for chicken with you my husband. With your or like kids almost, or your husband? Like the overwhelm, we'd just been at church. I was trying to hold it all together in my own strength so much and keep this facade at the time I was writing on God-Centered Mom at the blog blog and not podcasting. And so just keeping up this image of quote-unquote God-Centered Mom. Heather, oh, my heart is hurting with the story. Yes. Yes. And then the reality of the fact that I'm falling apart behind closed doors, the tension, it can't hold. It can't You can't survive that way. No, no. And we were running a Sunday school class. I mean, all the ministry outpouring and not a lot of inpouring. And I'd pulled away from community because being with friends and their kids was so hard. Mm. Like I couldn't control my boys. So friends would tell me all the things they did wrong, which made me then when we left the playdate or whatever it was, get angry. Why did you act that way? Because you're making me look Mm -hmm. bad, which is really not. Yes. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Yes. The thing behind the thing. So it grew to the point where I saw a counselor. I was like, I can't. And even that. But what happened in the drive-thru? Oh, well, the drive-thru was that I'm like, all of a sudden it comes to the surface and I'm, you know, if no one's had an anxiety attack, you don't know the feeling, but it's like your chest Mm -hmm. feels compressed. You can't breathe. You don't think logically. And I was about to like open the door and just jump out. Mm -hmm. Like, peace out, people. Good luck with life. I give up. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Went, you know, got the kids home. I'm sure, I don't know if they even know that it yeah. happened because they're, they're little, but um, talked to my husband. He's like, I don't know how to help you. So you were alone like, with the kids. Your husband was not with you. No, he was. Okay. He was in the okay. car. He was driving. I, he was driving, mm-hmm. fortunately. Yes, yeah. I should set this scenario up a little it's bit okay. better. Um, <laughs> I see it in my mind. I'm not telling you what I <laughs> Um. So I, yeah, I was in the passenger seat and it was after church and we were picking up chicken like you do. Yep. And... So we get home and the kids are all off playing outside. And he's like, I don't know how to help you. I was like, I don't know how to tell you to help Mm -hmm. me. And, you know, he's so overwhelmed with work. Like having a crazy wife is not Mm -hmm. top of this list. of, You know, it's not he he doesn't want a crazy wife. Obviously, Mm -hmm. no one wants crazy in the house. But how do you fix it? So uh, finally made that phone call to the friend that I had been open enough to me to tell me that she saw a counselor. And then I like took the step of even just, you know, asking for the phone number yeah. to me was a big step. Uh-huh. Can you give me the phone number of the counselor? And then actually contacting the counselor felt like a big mm-hmm. step. So if the guy listening is like, I feel all those feelings, but I don't know what to do. It, it takes a lot of swallowing of pride and of lies yeah. about these things uh-huh. to go to a counselor. And, you know, sh- seeing that counselor was really helpful to start telling people. Mm. To start. She was probably the first person I would talk about it. So I want to ask you a couple, I want to step in here real quick and ask you a couple questions when you, and by the way, I have like, my eyes are welled up with tears because I've had that moment in the Chick-fil-A where my chest, I thought I was having a heart attack and I just was overcome with 
life and kids. And I, so I'm feeling your pain along with you. When you called your friend that had been brave enough to tell you that she saw a counselor, um, which that's a key here is that she was brave and she said things out loud and it actually helped you to be brave. Did you Mm -hmm. tell her, I need that counselor's number because my life is falling apart and I'm angry all the time. I can't remember if I did, but she was a close enough friend that we had had conversations where I was like, this was harder. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if she knew the extent Mm -hmm. that I'd had the like flip out. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a bunch of people probably listening. They're like, Heather, you couldn't have been at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That listener is there. We're all wondering Um, what chicken do you eat besides Chick-fil-A? It's the best chicken (laughs) ever. I'm sorry, Chick-fil-A, but Bubba's is the best chicken ever. Um, no, she did know a little. And so that was easier because we'd had those Mm -hmm. conversations. I had those friends, even though I'd pulled away, like I wasn't seeing them with our kids. I was still making time as Mm -hmm. adults Mm -hmm. (laughs) to hang out. Like I could do that. And uh, so when you went to the counselor and you started to like, for the first time, Kind of for the first time, although you said you had talked to some friends about this, you start vocalizing there's something that's not right. This this cannot be how I'm supposed to function. I'm angry. This has come out of nowhere. I'm not an angry person, which side note, children just they bring sins that were already there. We just didn't know. We never had the opportunity to let them come to the surface until we had children. And so you go to the counselor and you say these things out loud. What did it feel like to start saying I need help. Um, This is a struggle. Something's not right. I'd say the gift of a counselor is there's someone totally outside of your life. Um, I chose a Christian counselor just because I wanted like godly Mm -hmm. wisdom involved there too. But just to have like a voice that's outside of your life to say, okay, it makes sense. It was so helpful for her to say, it makes sense that you feel this Mm -hmm. way. You're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. The validation Mm -hmm. of, of course you do. Of course you do. And it takes, again, that other layer of shame that's like, what's wrong with me that I can't handle this better? And it's, no, nothing's wrong with you. Your circumstances are hard right Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, actually, you know, the counselor was great and it was very helpful. But I would say fast forward two years and I started doing this study on the Holy Spirit with friends and ended up in like this whole prayer ministry thing that's too complex to get into in this show. But with friends, like went before God and brought this. And I thought in our prayer time, we'd be like, heal Heather of all of her anger. Mm-hmm. Like she's mm-hmm. a man. Yeah. And what God revealed, because I love that he knows my heart better than I do. I love that he's like the crafter of it and the spirit dwells in it. And so he's like right in there with all my mess and revealed to me, Heather, no, you haven't had anger your whole life. You've had fear. Mm. And when I think of the little girl Heather, my my little version of me, I used to lay in my bed with my covers all the way over my head as still as I could because I had a window up above my headboard and I was terrified that a robber was going to look through that window and see me and want to rob our house. It makes no logical sense. You're a little kid. It makes a lot of sense when you're little. little Yeah. When you're a little kid, there's a window. You think Mm -hmm. a robber's going to get you. There was no possible Mm -hmm. way he could. And I'm blank completely still. That's a perfect window to come through right. if you're going to rob a house, um, if I'm thinking like a robber. Yeah. But that little image of me hiding under the covers was like, it's a perfect metaphor for how I live my life. Uh. Don't take risks. Stay away from anything that could cause you harm, physical harm, like skiing. I stayed away from blues and blacks. I'm like a green yeah. all the way. So then 
it was emotional. Stay away from people that are risky. Stay away from situations that are risky. Mm. And when you think about kids, that fear is what grew. Wow. Were you afraid with your kids of like losing control or fear of, okay. Yes. Fear of, it was all the fears, Mm. like um, losing control, losing um, uh, the approval of others. So they act out because I have boys. I'm a bad mm-hmm. mom and you're going to think bad of me. Yeah. Uh, rejection then comes in. So uh, fear of actual physical harm. They would do things that I was like, what are you thinking? Like you can't jump off yeah. a 10 foot drop at a playground. Mm-hmm. And they're like, boys. So of course they're thinking, oh. yes, this is amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And they're, I mean, and they just got harder, like with each mm-hmm. one, like their personality wise that God has really been bringing it. He brought it full. He wants to heal me of it. Mm-hmm. So he brought it straight on out. And so to me, the, and then I recently, so there was the prayer ministry. And then recently I've been going through recovery with our small group, which I say yeah. every person should go through recovery. Mm-hmm. This is not like a chemical addiction mm-hmm. kind of thing. This is just like heart's Lauren Chandler talked about recovery on the happy hour and it was really moving. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Well, a lady in our church wrote a study steps into God's grace and we've been going through it. And, uh, it's just revealed a lot about messaging. I'm telling myself and this fear Mm. that I've had, um, that I've like let rule my life, but anger, we talk through our feelings every week and anger is a secondary emotion. A lot of times it's a masking emotion, for pain. It's a masking emotion for sadness. It's a masking emotion for fear. Um, it's a tool we use to cover mm. up what's the actual core feeling. And so if a gal listening is having anger, instead of saying, I'm just going to work really hard not to be angry, I would go before God and say, can you help me see what's behind mm. this? Like there's what's motivating my anger? What's been a more predominant feeling that I've had my whole life? Um, So for you, it wasn't like kids brought anger to the surface. Kids brought this fear to the surface and then it looked outwardly as anger. Got it. Yeah. The man, I'm telling you, this is, this is something that moms are listening are going to relate to, and they may not struggle with it as much as maybe you have, or this has been a struggle for me as well. But I think that we can all see something that kind of comes up to the surface when we have kids, because it kind of, it presses on us. It puts us in uncomfortable situations. We have to, you know, satisfy other people's needs before ours. We have other people that we're responsible for. And so this is really, really good. So you started sharing, and obviously you're on a podcast, so you share it a lot now. (laughs) How have you seen God be faithful to you in the midst of you saying, admitting, man, I am messy sometimes and I am broken and I struggle with anger and it comes from this fear and I need Jesus. You say that out loud, not only to your personal friends, obviously that you've been doing these studies with, but you say it publicly. How has God been faithful to you because of that? He's just been good to bring community in that. I think the more we say it out loud, the less we feel alone. He's brought like amazing guests to the show because I'm, you know, looking out for the other friend who's struggling. And for myself, I can invite people on the show and then get some really great tips and Mm -hmm. wisdom and advice. I just think, like I said before, you shine a light on it and it it removes the layer that I am bad. Mm -hmm. Like I am Mm -hmm. wrong. It's more like, I don't, I don't ever want to say or excuse Sometimes you see in motherhood blogs or whatever, it's okay to get angry. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that you're angry. Okay, yes, we should not carry baggage that 
were angry. Uh, I think the very first study I, or book I ever saw that helped me feel better about anger was called Good and Angry. If y'all are looking for a resource, mm-hmm. it made me see like anger is a real emotion God gave us. It's okay to feel angry, but where I was struggling was it's not okay that I act out in it. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. That's, that is sin. Like that's sin. I can't justify that and say, it's okay. You're a mom. You're going to get angry. No, there's something else there. And if I kept like covering up and saying, it's okay, it's okay. I would have never dealt with the fear that was behind it. Mm. So I think there's this trick between yes, admitting you're struggling and being okay with the fact that it doesn't identify you at your core. Like you are a child of God first, but to say, okay, but something's wrong here. And that conviction I'm feeling, maybe I should do something about. And so it was really helpful to get it out there and to free other people. So they weren't just saying, ah, it's okay. You're angry. Mm. It's okay to feel it, but it's not okay when we use anger to solve a problem. That's good. That's good. And so that is the message behind good and angry. If you want the book, like every chapter is a different reason we might be getting angry with our kids, like a character flaw in them an expectation of us and to get to the real root behind why we're doing, why we're acting out. And anger. Okay, well, I just added it to my Amazon account right now. So thank you for that, Heather. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> um, You're you know, I am every single person that comes on to this little mini series about if you only knew, even when I've had people talk about things that I haven't necessarily struggled with, a lot of the things that they talk about around that, I just like, I literally have teared up on every episode because I feel that inside of me, like, oh, I know what it feels like to feel shame. I know what it mm-hmm. feels like to be embarrassed. I know what it feels like to worry. What are these people going to think about me um, when they see my kids acting a fool on the playground, you know? And so yeah. that's the reason I love this series so much is because it's not necessarily what it is. Um, but it's just us all coming to the realization that, that, man, we need Jesus and we're broken and community helps shine light on things. And when we bring things to the table and we get it out there, it can't grow and fester in us. And so, man, thank you for sharing your struggle with us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this story. I believe this stories changed the world. I believe that they tear down walls open gates of conversation and allow us to experience freedom in a new way. Your story matters. And I pray that you will have the courage to share your story with a close friend, just like my guest shared with me today. In my newest book, If You Only Knew, I go first. I go first and I share my story with you. You can find more information at ifyouonlyknewbook.net. Hey guys, you are listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I am Jamie and I'm your host and I'm so glad that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We bring you new shows every Wednesday and Fridays and an amazing guest always joins me to chat about the big things in life, the little things in life and everything in between. Subscribe today to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey on your podcast player so you never miss an episode.